Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. Today's episode is going to be relatively short, but I hope you find it will be interesting. As we all continue through life's wonders and beauties and challenges, we can become overwhelmed with the desire to see what's on the other side of tomorrow instead of reflecting on what's in front of us now. Yeah, I'm afflicted with that same urge to get to tomorrow on the other side of that wall, on the other side of that door, on the other side of the continent, on the other side of the job, even when I'm relaxed over a cup of steaming hot coffee in the winter or a cold beverage in the summer. Of course, reflection on today and sometimes on the past isn't always easy. Sometimes I ask, why is that? Like many of you, I'm not a mental health professional or an expert on human behavior. But the optimum word is that you and I are still humans. Therefore, there's a certain amount of compassion and frustration and self-understanding when we are wrong and when we're doing the correct thing as well. You don't have to be a mental health expert for that. However, understanding our past behavior and actions can certainly influence our present and future situations. But the past is sometimes tricky. Why? Because maybe we've done things we've regretted or should have done things we didn't do. Or is it because we're powerless to change anything of the past? Well, it's certainly a combination, probably all of those things, to be honest with you. Often the most emotionally draining is when we've caused emotional pain to others. And we know there's no way to undo what has been done. It's certainly not like we can take a magic wand from a Harry Potter movie and make it go away. Although I would love to snap my finger and do just that. Maybe... It's issues that affect relationships, you think? You know, significant others, family members, coworkers, and even people we call friends that we seem to lose every now and then and we gain others. But as we go through our daily routines of life, love, family, work, and trying to reach tomorrow, we may actually miss what could be as we continue moving away from what was. And maybe, now just maybe what should have been. Just as people have discussions with family and coworkers, acquaintances and friends about, well, what you should have done and what you are doing and what you hope to do. There are other thought leaders of the world who ponder these same issues. No, this is not just some new thing in the 2000s or the 1900s or the 1800s. These things have been around for hundreds of years. The Greek philosopher Plato supposedly believed in the four qualities of wisdom, courage, self-discipline and justice. The Indian social movement and thought leader, Mohandas Karamjan Gandhi, commonly referred to as Mahatma Gandhi, is said to have believed in truth, tolerance, sacrifice, and nonviolent social change. Here in the United States, there was Dr. Martin Luther King, a leader of social conscience and truly believed that humans possess the capacity to transcend our natural instincts toward the warped pleasures and often the resultant pain associated with people's hyperactive egos. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 for his movements and his belief in non-social, uh, non-violent social change. Unfortunately, he was assassinated on April 4th, 1968 at the age of 39. Yet his words and philosophy of hope lives on to this day. To commemorate Dr. King's life and dedication to social justice, We now have a federal holiday named the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday in the United States. 
which was first observed on January 20th, 1986, and observes now the third Monday of January of each year. Dr. King eloquently spoke about so many different issues, and not all were restricted to discussions only about race and social justice, although this is mostly for what he is known and admired for, and by the way, rightfully so. He also spoke about who we are as human beings and as we interact with others, but equally important is our internal self-deliberations, especially those associated with the ego. He gave a speech to the faculty, staff, and students at Barrett Junior High School on October 26, 1967. Now, as always, his words were moving and powerful then, just as- And whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, as the model for those who are to build the building. And a building is not well erected without a good, sound and solid blueprint. Now each of you is in the process of building the structure of your lives. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodiness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Indeed, it's true that in this fast-paced life and trying to get to tomorrow, Many people are left behind, and sometimes, with or without intent, we as humans may have perpetuated that on someone. In fact, some people have even left themselves behind to the point that they feel no way out but by taking their own lives because of a mistaken belief that they are insignificant. And maybe there are some of you who may know someone who's done just that. Indeed, on one previous assignment, there was a person that I thought probably had everything going to him. There weren't many people speaking with him. I noticed that one day I was going into a dining facility and he passed me up and I would give him a ride to work sometimes. And he said, Hey, um, I'll see him. Um, won't be seeing you tonight. And I was like, okay, Hey, take care, take care. And then I thought it was rather odd. I got my food, ordered what I had sat down and the next morning, well, I thought I'd stop by his office and see what he was up to. 
not many people really spoke with him, but I tried to at least make him feel comfortable. When I got to his office, I said, has anybody seen so-and-so? And they said, you don't know. I said, no, what? He killed himself last night. Well, as you can imagine, it hit me like a stone. I could see that there was pain, but I couldn't do what I guess he needed about himself. I couldn't say the words that he probably needed to hear because I didn't know what to say. One thing that was made clear, he felt insignificant. Now, some of this thinking may even be associated with the work that people do. Some people find their lives insignificant because of the work. When it's not the work that truly defines us, you or me or anybody else, but who we are and how we do it. Well, those are the contributing factors to self-satisfaction and realization that we are significant. Here's what Dr. King said about that issue. Set out to do a good job and do that job so well that the living, the dead or the unborn couldn't do it any better. your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweep streets like Beethoven composed music, sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metro Metropolitan Opera, and sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep street so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley. But be the best little scrub on the side of the real. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Indeed, those words can be misconstrued in so many ways, but the resounding truth doesn't change. We all have the right to be somebody deserving of significance. Then comes the point of our relations with others, which are always complicated because, well, it's not like we are all symbiotic. We all have separate beings, separate thoughts, separate brains, separate bodies. Throughout Dr. King's ministry and leadership of the nonviolent movement for positive social change and justice, he always hearkened back to what tomorrow's human relations should and must be. Take a listen. Finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Don't allow anybody to pull you so low as to make you hate them. Don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point 
that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. We humans often realize this philosophy without ever having heard Dr. King's words, but our daily lives and passions can relegate what we know to be true to something less than important because it may not bring instant gratification. Yet, 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 still, there's hope. Dr. King spoke of the drum major instinct in a speech on February 4th, 1968. If there's any human psychological concept that's applicable today, tomorrow and forever, it's ego. Webster's Dictionary adds, quote, ego is a Latin word for I. So, if a person seems to begin every sentence with I, it's sometimes a sign of a big ego. The rest of us generally use ego simply to mean one's sense of self-worth, whether as exaggerated or not. When used in the exaggerated sense, Ego is almost the same thing as conceit. Now, Dr. King had prophetic words about this topic. Listen to what he says. Now, in adult life, we still have it, and we really never get by it. We like to do something good, and you know, we like to be praised for it. Now, if you don't believe that, you just go on living life, and you will discover very soon that you like to be praised. Everybody likes it as a matter of fact. And somehow this warm glow we feel when we are praised or when our name is in print is something of the vitamin A to our ego. Nobody is unhappy when they are praised even if they know they don't deserve it, and even if they don't believe it. The only unhappy people about praise is when that praise is going too much towards somebody else. Yeah, there is always a balancing effort between speaking positive about others and also acknowledging our accomplishments and self-worth. Not always easy, but try we all must. Dr. King made it clear that the drum major instinct can be destructive. The drum major instinct can become destructive. And that's where I want to move now. I want to move to the point of saying that if this instinct is not harnessed, it becomes a very dangerous, pernicious instinct. For instance, if it isn't harnessed, it causes one's personality to become distorted. I guess that's the most damaging aspect of it, what it does to the personality. If it isn't harness, you will end up day in and day out trying to deal with your ego problem by boasting. Have you ever heard people that, you know, and I'm sure you've met them, that really become sickening because they just sit up all the time talking about themselves. And they just boast and boast and boast. And that's a person who has not harnessed the drum major instinct. And most poignant, 
is by belittling others. Although Dr. King didn't say the word bullying, the image of his words makes it clear to many people uh, they attempt to build themselves up by putting others down. And I'm not just talking about joking around some innocent kinds of things that people do. No, I'm talking about that person is this because they're there. And but guess what? I am here. So I am better than that person. That's what we talk about. We say putting people down. Here's what Dr. King said. And then the final great tragedy of the distorted personality is the fact that when one fails to harness this instinct, he ends up trying to push others down in order to push himself up. And whenever you do that, you engage in some of the most vicious activities. You will spread evil, vicious, lying gossip on people because you are trying to pull them down in order to push yourself up. The great issue of life is to harness the drum major instinct. This is especially sad when those who are considered physically less attractive, whatever that means, maybe less well-spoken, relatively quiet, they don't want to rock the boat, and maybe they consider themselves underdogs. These people are often left behind, not by accident. Oh, no, 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 no. They're left behind by people that wish them harm, but also people of good nature because they don't want to be associated with them because they're thinking if I associate with that person, then people will think I'm the less than. No, this is not the path that we should be going down. And Dr. King made that very clear. This happens in the workplace with coworkers, on the playground with young children, in various adult social groups, and even in families and among those who many thought, well, we're friends. Dr. King's words still ring true today about the overwhelming desire to be first at all costs is destructive to nations, destructive to relationships, and self-destructive in so many ways. In closing, this is what Dr. King said. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. And this morning, the thing that I like about it, by giving that definition of greatness, it means that everybody can be great. Because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't know, you don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace. Soul generated by love. Many people the world over remember Dr. King's powerful words about racial justice. But regardless of race and all the other social constructs that we humans have created, we all can and should heed his words about the ego and the potential of what can happen when the drum major instinct is unleashed in destructive ways, which can apply to all of us. I will continue to take the time to self-reflect on my past actions, my current disposition, 
and future aspects in my relationships with others. What about you? It's never too late to tame the drum major instinct that may be in you as well. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you can listen and subscribe to It's Not All Bad wherever you download your podcasts.